0: Welcome to Man to Man with your host, me, Damon Dave. So if you haven't noticed, I uh, took a few uh, days, weeks off um, on this particular uh, podcast. Um, wasn't sure I was attracting an audience, um, <laughs> period, um, although I did log in uh, over the weekend and realized that I picked up some more listeners that uh, maybe I didn't realize I had, and uh I enjoyed doing, uh, exactly what I'm doing right here. So, uh, uh, nothing else. I'm going to keep doing this for me. And if it you know, reaches somebody at some point, um, certainly feel free to, uh, send me any feedback to uh, diamond Dave's productions at g at, uh, gmail.com. Um, just, you know, any kind of input at all. Uh, I know my other show gets a lot of feedback. Um, it's not a, it's not a serious show. So, uh, um, You know, not your cable news uh, attracts quite the audience. And uh, I just wasn't growing this. I didn't think it's quick. But um, with that being said, uh, our last episode, you know, I said I was going to get into, uh, you know, communicating uh, in a relationship. And uh, maybe this is a good (laughs) test. Uh, If any of you have been uh, hanging out there waiting for this to come out, you will uh, grasp the concept of we'll talk about it later um i've kind of put everybody on ice for a few weeks i um, almost for the entire month of february and uh it's uh i'm <laughs> sure if you're waiting to hear something you you're probably uh, a little disgusted with me at the moment right <clears throat> excuse me i had something in my throat there um so keep that in mind um in relationships as you're uh you know, having conversation or you're saying things through the day or in the morning as you walk out the door. And it's one of the hardest things for me um, in a relationship um, is to hear um, you're having a serious conversation at the breakfast table or over a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, Everybody's headed out the door to go to work. um, And the day is about to get hectic. And as you walk out the door, the last thing your spouse or significant other says to you is, We'll finish this conversation later. Um, Don't ever, in my mind, um, don't ever leave words unsaid when you uh, part company. It uh, just uh, can cause a lot of anxiety for certain people throughout the day. Um, It can uh, um, really screw up what could have been a good day because you've got so many things running through your mind of what did that mean. So um, I know when we think of communication we think of, you know, the, the typical verbal oral communication, right? Well, there's so many different ways, um, that we communicate, whether we understand it or not. Um, and, and verbal, you know, obviously the use of words, um, in delivering an intended message, right? So <clears throat> this can be written, um, or oral communication that includes your text messages through the day. And, uh, you know, whatever it may be, but, uh, you know, we usually think about the verbal and there's, you know, other, other ways of communicating, um, that, especially if you're dealing with an empath, um, that they, uh, they pick up on other things beyond the words that are said. And also if you have spent a lifetime of, um, trying to read between people's bullshit, um, (laughs) You'll kind of pick up on, you know, actions versus words thing. And, uh, you know, certainly that is another way of communicating, right? We have our body language, um, nonverbal communication, um, if you want (laughs) to tag it something scientific, I guess. But, uh, you know, nonverbal communication is um, anything from, you know, how you're holding your hands to rolling your eyes to, you know, what have you, right? Um, Man, I've got this thing in my throat. Um, So, sorry about that. Hopefully I fixed that. I had to uh, pause for a second and uh, get something wet in my mouth. Um, You know, other forms of nonverbal communication, believe it or not, is you're hugging, you're kissing, you're holding hands or not, you know, any of that is a is a communication. Um, it depends on who you are, and we'll get into a little bit a little bit of that here in a minute. But uh, you know, keep that in the back of your mind that uh, the things you don't do are still communication. The things you don't say is still a way of communicating. Um, if you ignore a subject, you're communicating. You may think that you're not talking about it. No, you're not talking about it but there is some communication going on when you're not talking about it. Um, You're kind of leaving the other person to their own vices, if you will, um, by not having a conversation. And that can get scary, right? You you shut somebody out over a topic you don't want to talk about. And man, I think we are as guilty as the women, if not more so, right? Something comes up that we just don't want to deal with. And all of a sudden we shut down. Um, we're not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it now. I don't want to talk about it tomorrow. I don't want to talk about it next week. Okay. The problem is, is you have to figure out a way around the, I don't want to talk about it. Um, you've got to bite the bullet. Um, and, sit down and have that conversation. And you need to have that conversation when you have an open mind. Now, I don't suggest having this conversation that you have been avoiding um, over beers or after you've been drinking or any other intoxicant in in your body. Um, You've got to sit down at the table, uh, and that doesn't have to be at the table, but you've got to sit down at the figurative table um, with a clear mind Um, with a clear objective of what exactly are you going to do. Now, relationships are not about communicating or selling somebody on an idea that they don't want to do. So, you know, if your wife says, I think we need to start looking at a new house. And you think that you that you have plenty of room now somewhere in there, there might be a compromise. I don't know. You know, maybe it's an addition. Maybe it's a little remodeling. Maybe she's just sick of the same old, same old every day. And, you know, you know, <laughs> put your heads together, paint some walls, change some carpet. Um, better yet, have somebody come in and do it for you. If you can afford to do so, um, and take her away for the weekend, come back and your house is almost like new. Um, but you can't avoid that conversation because now she's thinking that you're not taking her seriously and her opinions don't matter. Now, I can't tell you what everybody else thinks, but I can tell you that that is the impression that it will give 99.9% of people. If you don't talk about something, you just don't care. Um, and eventually that lack of conversation will start to you know, become toxic. It'll start to drive a wedge in your relationship. And uh, you know you you just have to figure out how to communicate it. And I don't know who's the worst communicator. Sometimes you know in a relationship, and it probably depends on each situation individually. And it probably really depends on what the subject is. Guys, we want to go buy a new boat. What's wrong with your old one? I don't know. Does it float? Yeah, it still floats. It's outdated. It's getting dangerous. It's whatever. You know, but kind of the same thing. She may not want to have that conversation with you. And, you know, all of a sudden we want to be the man of the house. We want to be the alpha, right? And I I went over this in an earlier episode. And I hate that I'm in charge. I'm the guy thing. But next thing you know, you come home and you pick up your old boat and you take it to the boat dealer and you trade it in. And uh, where did that get you from here, right? We never talked about it because you wouldn't talk to me about it. Well, what's going to happen one day when you come home and your wife's living in another house? Um, same thing. Um, we never talked about it. So <laughs> keep in mind that, you know, that nonverbal communication is still a communication. It's not a positive communication. And this show is going to be more about positive communication, understanding people of the opposite sex. Um, and, and ladies, if, you, if you're listening to this, um, maybe give you a little insight again as to what's going on in some of our heads at times. Um, but right for right now, we're going to get a little bit on a tangent there, a little off course. Um, some nonverbal communication, as I was just talking about, you have know, visual communication. So there's a lot of things um, behind visual communication. And think of visual communication, probably think mostly of things like print ads, or cards, or things of that nature, right? Something that you physically put your eyes on. Um, and, and that is true for the most part. Um, you know, um, visual communication in a relationship, um, can be cute, can be sweet, can be endearing. Again, depends on the person you're dealing with. So, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, Use it at your discretion. Sometimes, you know, if you're not natural at this stuff, don't force yourself. You know, if you've been married to the same person for 15 years and you've never been a, you know, visual communication person, um, don't throw it all out there at one time. Same thing with the nonverbal. You know, if you've never been the touchy feely, affectionate type person, don't <laughs> go into this or walk away from this <clears throat> and go oh, I I have been missing out on all this and maybe that's why she, you know, whatever. Um, Maybe this is why she thinks I don't like her some days. And maybe if I just, um, I will tell you that if you try to change on a dime like that, it might make her suspicious of something else. Okay, she might think that that is a guilt thing. Um, So it might be best to sit and have a conversation with with your significant other before you just start, totally changing how you do things um and if they're if they don't like that if if they don't like you touching and all that good stuff don't do it um you're just gonna irritate the hell out of them um it's not their thing again we will get into a little bit of that yet <laughs> later in this episode so <clears throat> the verbal communication again these are the words right um the actual words that we use in conversation. Um, but beyond verbal and oral communication um, is <laughs> your voice inflection. Okay. It's your body language. It is the meaning behind the word when you say it. Right. there, There is a difference between I love you, dear, and I love you, dear. Okay. You can feel the difference. Right. I love you, too. Um, you know. Whatever, but there is a you know there's a difference. You know, you're amazing, or, honey, you're amazing, right? All of those things have a different different feel to them when you say them. So, be cognizant of what's going on when you say something. You may be distracted with something else going on in the house, right? You may be distracted in a game. You may be distracted with kids. You may be distracted with your dog. You may be distracted with your job. Okay, understand that it is very, very important to not cut that verbal communication short or to sell it short, okay? Um, there is nothing more important than that person that is there with you that is your spouse, your significant other. There's nothing more important that says you can't stop for 31 seconds, look them in the face and go, I love you too, okay? And I actually mean it have it mean something i think we get a little flipping on that i think we get a little you know um (laughs) it becomes a pain in the ass i always want to hear it right well again that may be what they need to hear at the moment right um so that that is your your verbal communication oral communication is another form of verbal communication as your spoken word okay face to face through the phone voice chat video conferencing Um, anything else that you can think of and what, how you're verbally communicating or orally communicating to somebody. Um, And for those of you twerps of the dirty mind, no, Um, that's the other show. Um, So, (laughs) you know, when you're on the phone, um, if you are going to be preoccupied, just let them know on the other end, say, Hey, look, I've got blah, blah going on. Um, and I'll call you back or, you know, give me 30 minutes, call me back, whatever. Or, <clears throat> or if the person sounds distracted, it's okay without being hurtful to go, you know what, honey, you sound like you got something else going on in the background. Um, how about you call me back when you're free? Um, or whatever. And, and they'll either quit <laughs> and they go, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you got my attention. You got my attention. Or they'll say, give me 15 seconds. I'm sending a text message to my aunt quick, to my mom quick. Give me 15 seconds to get this out, right? Um, then I'm all yours. So just uh, that is the most effective way um, to maybe handle that particular situation where you're like, man, you're not even listening to me. She's not even listening to me. I know what she's got going on. You know, if you call and you hear kids screaming in the background, let her go take care of the kids. If you're working out of town, um like I do sometimes uh, in my life, um, if there's something else going on in the background, just go ahead and uh, you know, cut that phone call short and go. You know, <laughs> let them know that when their night settles down, um, I'll be right here waiting for your phone call, okay? Um, don't make her feel obligated to uh, stay on the phone with you when it's really not um, a good time for her. Um, then there is a paralanguage. And I mentioned this a minute ago. Now, this is the way something is said rather than what exactly is said. This goes beyond the words. um, From your voice quality to your pitch, your stress, your emotion, your tone, how you say it um, is going to communicate your approval, interest, or lack thereof. Um, You know... One of my favorite, least favorite words, sentences in the world is whatever, okay? Um, That's pretty much telling the other person, I don't give a shit. I don't care, okay? Say what you want to say. It means nothing to me, whatever, okay? Now, that usually (laughs) is going to spark a response that is not positive um, from the other party, whether it is a response of shutting down, or it is a response of something blowing up, so <laughs> don't don't respond with a whatever. If you're not interested in it, just say you know I'm. This really doesn't pique my interest, and I don't know that I would be interested in it. But tell me more. Give the other person an opportunity to tell them. Tell you what they are saying. Okay? Let them paint the picture for you. Let them, again, not sell you on an idea. But, hey, let's go to a movie this weekend. What do you want to go see? I don't know, some love story just came out. Yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Well, I guess not. And did you really win that? Did you really get out of having to go to a movie with your wife? Um, do you really have something that much more important to be doing? Um, (laughs) now understand again, if you're in the middle of a thousand honeydew projects that no, I'd really like to get these curtains hung this weekend, or I'd really like to do this instead. Um, but give an alternative, you know, if, if you want to go, I don't know, a little golf for dinner, um, (laughs) and tell you what you pick the movie. I'll pick the restaurant. How many fights would that save? Okay. Because you'll drive around all night on Friday night, just trying to figure out where you're going to eat and then spend the next 45 minutes at dinner. Talking about whether or not you're really going to go to a movie. And by the time the entree comes, you've had enough. She's had enough and date night is over. So think about all of those things. As you're speaking or even as you're sitting in your own little world, right, sitting in your car, sitting in your truck, driving down the road or whatever you do to relax, take into account sometimes how you communicate um, to your spouse. I will tell you that the majority of my failed relationships failed because of communication. Um, There was not good communication on several different fronts. My fault, her fault whatever, okay? We just did not effectively communicate. Now, how can I tell you today how you should do when I have failed at so much that I've done? I'm telling you the things that I failed at, okay? I'm telling you where, as a guy, I failed at some of these things. Um, and by the time we're done with the whole foundation of the relationship, you'll, you'll figure it out that, you know, you can you can maybe be light on one area or another, but you can't be light on two. I, I will tell you right now, you you cannot be light on two. You cannot not have one of the four. Um, and I believe that communication. Everything starts with communication. Um, your dating started with communication. Your you know wedding started with communication. Um, think back to those days when you freely communicated with each other when you hadn't been together so long that you irritated the heck out of each other and then go back to that and that's hard to do it's hard to hit rewind and both parties need to be understanding that this is what they want to do and that they want to continue to have a healthy relationship all right so <laughs> sorry again i uh, Sometimes having the dogs are like having a two-year-old, and I uh, had to uh, settle one down real quick in the background. <clears throat> so hopefully you're not using this as a forum to try to save a relationship, but more so maybe a little self-help on uh, what you can do better, what you can do different um, this time, next time, whatever it may be, or maybe just a little self-inflection for a minute that uh, or reflection that says, uh, you know... Um, well, where did, where did I start going wrong? Or, you know, what can I do to try to improve what I've got? Um, if you uh, if your marriage is going down the tubes and you really feel like, uh, um, <laughs> you need uh, a lot of help, right? Um, I am not the show to be listening to. Um, I, I think that, uh, that requires a whole lot more professional help with the marriage counselor um, that will work with both of you. Um, somebody you both like and trust and feel comfortable with and, uh, um, guys, I can tell you it is not, um, a gang up on you session. Um, there is a, uh, there may be a certain part of the, uh, so-called professional marriage counseling world that can be, but, uh, find you a good one. Um, Somebody you know, somebody or not know, but somebody you feel comfortable with. Um, there's nothing wrong with interviewing a therapist before you go to see them, just to get a you know, do an initial visit and uh, see how you feel, right? So go from there. Um, but anyway, so you're in a relationship, you're just starting a relationship, and uh, the beyond regular <clears throat> communication, there is things that people need out of a relationship that is also forms of communication so um (laughs) if you find this helpful um and and guys i know we're, we're terrible at eating at reading right we're not terrible at eating we're terrible at reading um and we certainly don't want to be caught with some kind of girly looking book but uh um there is a book um that is a uh, 1992, um, written by Gary Chapman, um, called The Five Love Languages. Um, it is certainly a, uh, um, it's not a big book. It's 144 pages, 150 pages, something like that. Um, <clears throat> it is a good read. Um, it is a well read, well written book, um, and I'm going to get into the other languages of a relationship, the five love languages. So, um, again, I'm not a big reader. I read, I've read this book a handful of times, and I learn, I take something from it every time. Um, again, book written by Gary Chapman. Um, it is probably an audio version of it, also, so you don't even have to walk around with it in your hands. It is a little weird, a little uncomfortable, maybe. Um, and why do we find that uncomfortable? I, because we're guys and we're not, we know it all. We shouldn't be trying to find an instruction manual on how to uh, make our relationships better. Um, but there's, not, there's no shame <clears throat> in doing, th- doing things to strengthen um, your relationship with your wife, okay, I, I, or significant other, even if you're not married. Um, there's, there's no shame in that. And, and if you're ashamed of that, you need to take a serious look at yourself and whether you're even in the right relationship. So, um, <laughs> again, if you want to, uh, if you want to spend a minute and peruse through it, certainly, but I'm going to touch on what, um, the five love languages are. And, and through this, um, guys, gals, um, you're going to pick out your top one or two, right? And when we're done with this, I will tell you what my top two are. Um, And I will tell you that uh, when you understand that about yourself, the more you understand about you, the more powerful you are with you. Um, When you understand that about you, it's easy to communicate that going into relationship. You can say, hey, you know, I am this person. And, you know, I'm 40% thrive on this. I 20% thrive on that. And the rest of it is going to be uh, made up of the rest of it. I think all of it is... Um, certainly um, comes into play in all relationships. But there you're going to pick out your top one or two and you're going to go, yep, that's that's who I am, right? Um, and, and, you know, kind of even if you just do a little Google search, whatever, um, and, and look up those that are yours, right? So the first one is words of affirmation. So... How to communicate to your spouse. If you, and This is to communicate to your spouse or your significant other that this is their love language. And, and if you know the person well enough, okay, you're going to be able to pick up real quick on all of these five, which ones are theirs. And where you need to go to build that relationship a little bit stronger, the little things that you can do to feed off of their love language and talk in their love language where they understand that you really truly love them and and that you're communicating this in such a manner that says, man, this guy's great, right? So, um, you know, I never knew he felt like this. And all of a sudden he's, you know, again, don't bull rush it. Don't go throwing a bunch of things at them um, out of the blue, but little by little, gradual by gradual, and and you will see the results and you will feel the results in your relationship. Um, without a shadow of doubt, <clears throat> you will um, recognize it quickly that you're doing the right thing. Finally, right? So, the words of affirmation. So, how do you communicate some to somebody that uh, feels like they need a lot of affirmation in the relationship? Right? Um, you encourage them. You you affirm them. Appreciate. Um, emphasize. And listen actively, and I didn't touch on this a minute ago. Okay, communication is more than what we do. We should not be just talking to talk. Okay, we should be talking to listen. Um, that is a huge part of communication is listening, and I did not um, get into that a minute ago. So, how do you um, how do you make that person? <clears throat> or, how do you feed that person what they need? I shouldn't take, you know, force yourself to do it, but how do you feed what they need out of a relationship? Because these things are just as important as the food, calorie intake, water intake that we take in every day. So, <clears throat> send an unexpected te- note, text, card, genuinely encourage them and do it often. Okay. Um, if they're having a bad day, if they're having a bad week at work, if they're just just not feeling good, right, and you have that person that needs those words of affirmation, okay, they need to hear from somebody that, you know what, I respect you, you're doing a great job, nobody sees what you do, nobody sees everything that you do all day long, but I do. And give them some good, solid examples behind that, okay. Here's what you avoid. If you want to shut down somebody that needs words of affirmation, Uh, these are the things that you would do. But you don't want that, right? So here's the things to avoid, right? Non-constructive criticism. um, Not recognizing or appreciating their effort. Um, Again, everything they do, not everything, but the majority of things they do, they need to hear a thank you it is not expected because you're in a relationship that they're going to do things for you or whatever, right? They need the words of affirmation. Hey, honey, the house looks great today. Or, you know, hey, thank you. Thank you so much for helping with kids or whatever it may be, right? Um, You did a great job on whatever, right? Food is wonderful, whatever it is. And I don't mean to be sexist on those comments. And, you know, um, I guess maybe we we look at the role sometimes, you get a little tunnel vision, right? I, I cook more so than uh, most of my uh, other partners have in my relationships. So uh, that was not a sexist comment at all. It's something that uh, those are words of affirmation that I need, right? So the next one, physical touch, the nonverbal, um, use body language <clears throat> and to touch uh, and emphasize love, okay? Hug, kiss, hold hands, Show physical affection regularly. Make intimacy a thoughtful priority. Okay. So, again, if you're in a relationship with somebody that requires a lot of physical touch, and that is not just sexual intercourse, okay? To a person that enjoys the physical touch, it's not even through the day is not even foreplay, right? It's just, again, you're giving them the affirmation of the physical touch. Um, it's a nonverbal communication of telling them, I appreciate you. I, you know, I think you're a wonderful person, whatever. I'm proud to be with you. Whatever that communicates, right? Things to avoid, okay? <laughs> um, physical neglect, Uh, Long stints without intimacy, um, receiving affection coldly from them. So um, if they're reaching out to kind of solve their own uh, need for the physical touch and you won't take your eyes off the game or you won't stop what you're doing and give that feedback back, right? you're going to shut them down and it's going to be a long, hard road from there. Right. Um, because all of a sudden there's a lot of things that start going on in the mind, right? Am I not physically attractive? Am I, you know, what, what is going on? Is my breast smell? You know, do I need a shower? Do I just, you know, have I put on too much weight? It kind of all goes to the, the physical appearance, um, with this individual. Um, and so there, there's a little psychology behind each each one of these, okay? But um, the physical touch person is certainly more insecure about their own physical appearance um, than they are anything else, okay? So the person that has the high physical touch needs to feel um, attractive, on a regular basis now we could go into uh, the things that cause that um whether it be prior relationships childhood trauma things of that nature but um for sake of time tonight and i don't want to make this into a two episode thing um i I will leave it at that it is it, it is it can be absolutely destructive to that person if you ignore the fact that they are trying to reach out for the physical touch. Okay. Receiving gifts. Um, thoughtfulness. Make your spouse a priority. Speak purposefully. <clears throat> give thoughtful gifts to this person and gestures. Um, small things matter in a big way. Express your gratitude when receiving a gift. So, um, <laughs> there is uh, and there's another one further down the list, but, uh, Um, The gift receiving, gift giving um, is another and that can be um, anything from somebody um, preparing you a meal to buying you expensive clothes or the littlest of things, maybe just a just a random shot glass (laughs) per se or your favorite underwear and socks. Right. Um, Those things mean the world to these people, okay? And I don't mean this in a derogatory way that these people, right? But the people that are the receiving gifts, giving gifts, um, the gift givers, gift receivers, um, generally, a little background on them is generally they they come from a um, poor, um, less fortunate um, household uh, from a childhood standpoint and... and um never received or had the ability to give or receive gifts Um, so as they have become adults um, the gifting um, shows a that they finally have the ability to do this but it is also the only way that they really know how to show true appreciation because it's the things from the childhood trauma again that they didn't have much growing up. So, um, and that's not 100% the case across the board, but in, in from my studies, my knowledge, um, that is certainly where that comes from, okay? Um, so with the things you don't want to do, right, um, don't forget a special occasion. I don't care if it is a birthday, an anniversary, um an anniversary of a special day in your relationship okay um, <clears throat> you cannot blow this off I don't there's so many ways now to not <laughs> forget right there's there's reminders on your calendar there is a thousand things that we can do to keep from forgetting crap anymore um, that there's no excuse um. And it, it should mean at least enough to you to at least mark that date on your calendar with a 24-hour notice that, hey, I got to go buy something. Unless you really remember it without, then there's things that I don't remember anymore um, as I get older. And I'm far from old, old, but I'm, I'm getting there, right? Um, another big thing to avoid is don't be unenthusiastic when they do give you something, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> Even if you think it's the silliest thing in the world, okay, show appreciation, be happy, understand that this is how this person is telling you they love you and they care about you, okay? Again, I don't care what it is. Um, If they took the time to think of you and find you a gift, it's because you're special to them. It's not... The gift. And, and we hear this all the time growing up and as adults. It's, it's not the gift. It's the thought behind it. In this instance, it truly is the thoughts of the other person as they're finding you a gift. Okay? As they come across something through the day and it made them think of you. Um, just keep in mind, there are billions of people on this planet. And out of everybody else on this planet, they thought of you. So... Take that for what it's worth, Um, kind of stick it in the back of your mind, you know, put it in your hat, whatever you got to do. All right. Next one, the fourth one on the list um, is quality time. Uninterrupted, focused conversations, one-on-one time is critical. Um, Create special moments together. Take walks. um, do, Do things with your spouse. Weekend getaways are huge to this, right? So, um, (laughs) the quality time, um, is not, (laughs) um, depends on the relationship, but, uh, and depends on the other individual. Um, but quality time is not that seven minute cup of coffee on your way out the door on Thursday morning. Okay. Quality time is put your dang phone down, uninterrupted time, one-on-one time, even if you're sitting on the back porch watching the sunset, okay? Now, the people that fall into this category, okay, generally came from a two-parent working home um, that maybe had staggered shifts, um, but really never spent any time with their kids, okay? So, what we're doing is we're reflecting the things that we missed um, in our childhood, and we're looking for those special things to make us feel whole in a relationship. So <clears throat> the quality time, the one-on-one time to this individual is, is again, absolutely imperative. It may have been a single family that you know lived with mom or dad, but, or a single-parent family, um, that lived with mom or dad, and the custodial parent was working two jobs, okay? I grew up never seeing my mother, okay? She worked two jobs as long as I can remember, um, had a you know total of an hour and a half commute, uh, round trip to and from work every day, worked in another time zone an hour away, um, 45 minutes away, And so she would leave, like where she worked was on central time. We lived in mountain time. So she would leave at 5.30 a.m. to get to her job by 8. Central time, okay? In case something happened, she gave herself enough time. I'm not going to say she didn't. (laughs) She did that every day. But let's say she was out of the house by 6 at the earliest, or latest. She would then come home, you know, maybe get off working. I don't even remember what it was. It was so long ago, but she got, I think she got off between 4.30 and 5 o'clock, right? Which was three thirty, four 4 o'clock, um, but then had to drive home. So she would not get home until 5. Well, she had to stop, whatever, on the way, and then she would bartend um, a couple of evenings during the week and then Friday and Saturdays. So three or four nights of a week she's bartending and then when she is home on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday, she's sleeping because she's tired, she's wore out. There was never any real quality time. Um and so I, I said I will point out mine by the time we're done here. And you might be on to one of them right there. Um little wink um not on video. Um and last but not least, I'm sorry. Um let's go back to the things to avoid on that one. Um Distractions with spending time together, um, long stints without one, one-on-one time. Um, that will make <laughs> that person, me, um, extremely anxious. We start to question uh, what's going on. Um, could eventually, if it gets too long out there, um, could eventually wind up in the other person inadvertently finding someone else um to spend that quality time with somebody that will take the time to sit and talk to them okay and again from experience when you're in a marriage or in a relationship that does not bode well for your relationship so um keep that in mind if that is the person you have um you know (laughs) act accordingly um give in every now and then take that long weekend take that trip I don't care. Watch watch the basketball game, the football game together, whatever. The right relationship will be just the right relationship. Um, sometimes it is something as simple as that. So um, and last but not least, acts of service. Um, use action phrases like I'll help. They want to know uh, you're with them, partnered with them. Um, things to do, right? <clears throat> do chores together. Um, or make, make them breakfast in bed, go out of your way to help alleviate their daily workload. Um, I am a sucker for this one. I don't, I don't thrive on this one in a relationship for somebody doing acts of service for me. I am that guy that I feel like I want to help you fix everything. Mm -hmm. I want you to be as relaxed as possible, um, sometimes you take on too much, right? And sometimes it can be twisted and taken into, you know, you start being taken advantage of it. Especially if the person you're doing this for is not an active service person. Okay. Um, They don't understand what's going on. Um, They can't wrap their head around it. Um, They just think that, oh, he's just going to do it all. Um, Sometimes, and I'm learning, sometimes it's better to... uh, Call somebody and have them come do it. Um, and I will uh, give you a brief story on that last week, um, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, it's been super cold up here. In North, I, I live in North Dakota. And um, my garage heater went out of my garage. Now I smoke and I smoke in my garage <clears throat> so I don't smoke in my house. But I have to have that heater out there because otherwise it's 230 degrees below zero. And so <laughs> my initial thing was is I can do this i can do this i can do this i can fix this um i will tell you i climbed up on my little stepladder i took the cover off the side of the garage heater i took one look in there blew some compressed air in there unplugged a few wires here and there because i'd watched the guys reset it before i wasn't unplugging the right letters or letters the right wires and i had no idea <laughs> no idea what i'm doing i buttoned that thing back up i put my stepladder away and the next morning, called somebody to come fix it. It really was, truly was, a three-minute fix that cost me $120. But I'm learning that I can't fix everything. All right, so, <laughs> so here's the things that if you are in a relationship with an act of service person, right, <clears throat> that they need your acts of service to make them feel comfortable, that they need that, right? And I've been in a relationship, I've been in a couple of relationships like this, and it can be pretty demanding. This is probably one of the love languages that I am completely incompatible with. Not that I don't want to do it, but it can be extremely grueling because you always feel like you're, whatever you do is never enough, okay? Um, And be careful of that, okay? It's okay to, you know, again, through thoughtful communication, draw a line and go, look, I can't do it all, okay? But Making the requests of others a higher priority, lacking follow-through on tasks big and small. How many projects do you have sitting around your house in your garage today? Um, an active service person. This will drive them insane. Okay, he never finishes anything he starts. He's always da 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 da. He's always got other things to do. He's in the middle of doing something for our house. And his buddy calls him up and needs him to come help change a tire. What does he do? He's gone for the afternoon, changes the tire, comes home half drunk. Again, (laughs) finish what you start. Um, It's okay to tell your buddies every now and then, nope, nope, nope. I got to get this done here at the house. I wish I could help you out, but I just don't have time today. Um, You know, is there anybody else that can help you, you know? Or if you have to break away, make sure that you have a plan, a solid plan to come back and finish what you started today, okay? Um, And don't just abandon her with your unfinished kitchen um, for the rest of Saturday afternoon. Um, So you've probably seen yourself, and as I said, in one or two of these, and I will tell you, my number one is a physical touch. I am a very, very big physical touch person not in a weird way okay but i am touchy-feely all the time i, I if uh, if i don't have that i do get the the anxiety of the i'm not good looking enough i'm not successful enough i'm not good enough whatever it is i get a ton of anxiety from that um when i'm not getting what i need from that and the other one um is a quality time um and I don't, uh, you don't have to write me and tell me what yours are, um, but certainly there, think about what yours are and then think about what your spouse's are. Now you're going to find that this is the most effective way of communicating your love and affection for your significant other. Okay. Um, I know. <laughs> Some of you might be rolling your eyes right now going, Dave, you're, you're being a little goofy with the love languages and you're kind of you know, <laughs> going out there just a little bit. I'm telling you, there is something to this. And if you take your time and you get to know who the other person is, okay, and you really, really dive into who your spouse is, okay, who your significant other is you will find that there is their top two. The five will come come and go, right? Everybody likes to hear, you know, good job and have, you know, the words of affirmation. Everybody likes some physical touch. Everybody likes giving and receiving gifts, okay? Everybody likes a certain amount of quality time together, right? And certainly it feels good when people do things for us. Okay. So find the ones that really, really um, make a difference in her life or his. Um, I know the, the name of the show was Man to Man, but you know, his or hers, um, you know, and then communicate some of that. You know, and I don't care if you drop my name or go. You know, I was listening at this little, you know, podcast and. So this guy was talking about communication and he was talking about this and that and you know and then he started talking about the love languages. <laughs> First of all, she's going to be impressed that you listened this long after I started that. <laughs> because what do you mean you're talking about the damn love languages and you didn't turn him off. Um, but then go into it and go, you know, so I I I I'm watching you and you know, here's a list of five, right? Simple Google search They're all over Google, simple Google search. And you can show her the list of five and you can go, so where do you think you fit in? Where do you think I fit in? Here's a good one-on-one conversation of spending some good time together, having a healthy conversation on building uh, more into your relationship. So, um, everybody, I'm going to wrap this episode up, um, and, uh, I promise I'm going to continue to do this more often, as I promised in the beginning of the show. And uh, about a month ago at this point, it was actually uh, the first of February that the uh, first show rolled out on this. And today's the 28th of February and I'm doing my fourth episode Um, or fifth, whatever this is now. But anyway, hey, this is the fourth. Um, But hey, I I enjoy doing this Um, again. um, You can always click on my anchor page um leave me any messages on anchor if you'd like to um you can again can always uh email me at diamonddaysproductions@gmail.com um or uh, leave me a voicemail um any voice messages you leave me on anchor uh do understand that I do reserve the right to uh play them on the show um and I will uh address any comments, concerns, questions anybody has um I may not know it all but uh I'll try to give you my best advice. At the end of the day, be good to each other out there.